0: You're listening to The Six Degrees of C-Dub, a segment of The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show.
1: wherever you are this is the c-dub show but not quite the c-dub show because uh b willis and courtney are not here with me and i just got off the phone with courtney and she was yelling at me because she says that i am cheating on them which is absolutely not true we are recording a new segment of the c-dub show called the six degrees of c-dub The Six Degrees of C-Dub is when I randomly go out into the queer world and I find all the awesome people who I am friends with and I get to do one-on-one interviews with them. And it's called The Six Degrees of C-Dub because my friend artfully has decided that I am like the black lesbian Kevin Bacon because she thinks that I know all the amazing queer people, which may be true. I don't know. But today, we are introducing or interviewing a great friend of mine. Okay, fun fact. Everybody has this one friend who they only know by their Facebook name. And I have known this friend for at least, how long have I known you? Five years?
0: We've known each other, yeah, at least five Damn. At least five years. Let's go with five.
1: Five years and like I didn't even know that the name that I knew her by was like not her government name and I just don't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I know her as Isis.
0: But...
1: That's, that's
0: how you need to know me by, like ISIS.
1: <laughs> oh my so wait, on the show are we calling you ISIS? Or are we calling you by your Lesbians who tech name? Which one are we calling you on the show? You calling me ISIS. Okay, so this... I love that name.
0: That's <laughs> my
2: clothes.
0: Oh That's my, my name. It's very Bay Area. Also, I'm not some random person. We've known each other for a minute.
1: No, I didn't. Did I call you? I didn't call you random. I said yeah,
0: you were my that, great friend. To separation where I choose some random people from the.
1: No, I said it's members. where I randomly go out and find all the right. amazing p- friends that I have. Are you one of my amazing friends? Anyway, people, let me backtrack. On the last episode <laughs> of the C dub show, I did state that this weekend I will be at the lesbians who tech summit in San Francisco. So in yay! San Francisco, yay! About 5,000 some or maybe is if I know it's 5,000. 5,000 some uh-huh. LGBTQ queer women will be descending on San Francisco in the Castro and all of them will be in some form of tech. A lot of them will be production designers, CEOs, content creators, all kinds of stuff. And we're going to have all kinds of TED style talks with amazing keynotes, such as Lyndon Breed, who is the head of the Central yes. Board of Supervisors, and Alicia Garza, who is one of the co founders of Black Lives Matter, um, yes. and Ingrid Nelson, who is a YouTuber personality, and all these other amazing people. And one of you those. are my favorite
0: um, um, FCC. Commissioner
1: Clayborn. Oh, see, a I,
0: very. I don't know,
1: I don't know who yeah. that is. See, let me, let me back up again. I go to Lesbians who tech as a content creator who loves tech, and I love being around all the tech folks who run all of my favorite apps and a whole bunch of apps that I have never met. And my friend that I have on today, Isis, is it a sorry? I'm not I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly. Is it a sorry?
0: Sorry, but yeah, you're close. You're super okay, close. I'm
1: very close. Okay. So I have known forever that Isis was in tech, but I didn't know what the heck Isis did. So not only do I now know what Isis does, she's going to tell you more about it, but she is going to be like one of the featured talks at Lesbians Who Tech this weekend. So everybody, let's give a round of applause. I'm the only applause. <laughs> Hi, Isis. Hi, Carolyn. How are Hi. you? I'm Look, wait, should I call
0: you C-dub? Can I still call you Carolyn? You can
1: call me almost any name that you want. C-dub is fine. Carolyn is fine as well.
0: Okay. Which, um, which name are you more familiar with? I am more familiar with Carolyn, but I can call you C-dub. I'm, I'm flexible. I'm totally fluid like that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm so happy that you have joined me here tonight. Um. So, Isis. Yes. First, let's talk about how we first met. Which I can't remember exactly what it was. I know that ISIS started an amazing brand. What year did you start it? ISIS in two thousand eight
0: Um I started Sister Cinema in twenty eleven. Okay. So yes, ISIS, and I, Go ahead. And I ran it for like five years. It started in Seattle. A bunch of people getting together to watch um. At the, it started out as Black lesbian movies, and at the end of the first year, it expanded to queer, and of color cinema. Okay. Um, and yeah, and, and so I think I met you, like, yeah, 2012. So yeah, so that was like five, six years ago. and I, I'm pretty sure we connected on Facebook, like we had a mutual friend, and I was trying to convince you to want Sister Cinema L Long Beach, which you did. I feel Amazing. like I
1: actually pursued you, which can be taken oh. a lot of different ways. I feel right. like I must have seen it on Facebook, like, oh my gosh, this is awesome, and we need yeah. to have this in Long Beach, and you were like, yeah, sure, okay, <laughs> and, so we, <laughs> and so we launched Sister Center Long Beach, which only lasted until about I, I moved, when I moved to Oakland right. in 2013, Right. So at the at the height, how many branches of Sister Cinema were there?
0: At the height so when I sold it um in twenty sixteen, we were in twenty cities plus or minus. Um at one point we had Sister Cinema um screenings in Kingston Wow. Writing. Um
1: and that's yeah, awesome. So we,
0: yeah, that was the people who ran it. They were like, so dope. Um,
1: well, what led you to even force... start Sister Cinema?
0: Yeah, um, I tell the story all the time. I love the story. So, um, <laughs> oh, <God>. we... <laughs> The um and I don't know. So I will say this, that I'm probably going to get this wrong. And I apologize.
1: Okay, um, you but, got a lot of stuff
0: wrong on the show, so it's okay. Yeah, so I, I apologize and, you know, definitely I'm open to feedback. So the woman who I was dating at the time, and at the time they um, identified as two gender, but has since transitioned, now they're a man. Um, so, so let me say the person that I was dating at the time, um, their friends used to get together to have um, like Sunday dinner. They get together like almost every Sunday. They did this for about a year. So I was dating I'm this person and I got to hang out with them. And so one Sunday they were hanging out in my house. I'm extremely socially awkward. so oh my um, Yeah. And so instead of having like socially awkward conversation, and I was like, let's watch a movie. And so that's what we did. We watched The aggressives. And so um, there was definitely a very butch femme dynamic in the group. So um, the butchers in the group definitely identified with the masculine center um, women, highlighted in the aggressives, and also super identified with the fact that they were Black. Um, and we were like, we could do this all the time. And we could do this with you know more than just us. And that's exactly um, what we did. And that was where Sister Cinema came from. And the person that I was dating at that time, and their friends were super supportive. Um, and we're actually, <laughs> we're the first couple of sisters, and it's the only people that came. Uh. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always
1: what's great about when you build stuff? you be like, well, it's just my friends, but it's okay. Right. It's going to get better.
0: <laughs> right. And, I mean, a, and then the tipping point was when we showed Black Women, um, Lesbians of African Descent by Tiona McLeod.
2: Yes. Um, a,
0: yeah. Yeah. Such a good film. Every. Like black lesbians that I didn't even know existed in Seattle came out to work. I'm like, where'd y'all come from? Because it was like solidly like, and this is like for Oakland, this is not a lot. And for like Atlanta, this is not a lot, but for have like a hundred black lesbians come out (laughs) and be in one room is kind of like, oh my God.
1: That is a Um, lot even in Oakland these days, like just for something that nobody really knows about, you know, that's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, so that was fun. I mean, like, in over the five years, like, sometimes they are you know, screening up, but, like, when Pariah came out, we sold out the movie theater opening night, so that was a good one. Um, we worked a lot with different film festivals, so when Beauty and Truth came out, which is the documentary film by Oz Walker, we helped sell that out. Um did some screenings in Oakland, as you know, because I think you were in Oakland. I was living in Oakland for... Mm-hmm. Um. so yeah but
1: and I think by that time when you started showing when you did did I do Tiana McLeod I know I did Alice Walker I did um, Spirit and Truth I did we did I remember we did uh, Dr. Courtney's movie, uh Still Black Oh yes Yeah so and ours in Long Beach was heck of cool because we had it in an art gallery and like we were all like just like laid out in like beanbag chairs and like there wasn't even a real screen. It was like we were screening <laughs> it on a, a screen like across cause the whole art gallery was all like walls of glass. So we would just like make a screen on the glass. It was just like a big old screen. It was really cool.
0: Nice. Yeah, I remember you showing me pictures. It looked really cool. Um all the each sister cinema had its very different vibe, like the Cleveland Sister Cinema, which was the first Sister Cinema outside of Seattle, had a very unique vibe, It was also in an art gallery space. Um I loved it. I loved doing it. I met so many cool people. Um, you being a great example and did so much in the community. Yeah. But um but you uh, sold it. So, I did sell it. Um, If Sister Cinema was a woman, Sister Cinema would have been, my like, my longest relationship, right? <laughs> is <Sister,
2: laughs>
1: well, I to say, Sister Cinema was a person. Why my do all artists and entrepreneurs refer to their, like, to their work as, like, their relationship? No, yeah.
0: Sister Cinema was, dang, straight up, Love her a lot. Um, but I realized that maybe sister cinema was not like the life partner for me. Um, it 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 became like a real like come to Jesus moment, and it was hard. Like, do I do sister cinema? And this is not like a happy
2: story. Is that
0: it's, not, it's like, okay? Same... We
1: we like the yeah. the gut wrenching, very emotional. <laughs> the gut
0: wrenching, yeah. So it was it was a very like hard time for us. So I'm like, do I? you know, pursue this more artistic vein that makes me happy, or do I try to find some joy, like the career that I spent a lot of money going to school to pursue? Mm-hmm. And um student debt was like you will focus on the career that you like. <laughs> you made a lot of money to go to school to do. Um that being said, I mean my career um was in finance primarily working with tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um and I like it. I like tech and I like numbers. So that, I mean, that's why I appreciate that career. Um, So made that decision. Um, that well, I your am.
1: your work that you did with Sister Cinema had such a great impact on like queer women of color. And like for a lot of us, it was the first place that we saw a lot of the, um Especially black lesbian, like older, like some of those documentaries were older that we that you I mean, screened. Yeah, and so yeah, for I mean, some we of us, like that was the first place we saw those.
0: Yeah, yeah, we showed. I mean, of course, we had to screen um "Watermelon Woman" by Cheryl Dunyan, who's doing like the coolest stuff now, right? She's directing an episode of *Claws*. She's directed an episode of. Um, the Fosters, which I love The Fosters. She did I like could, three always...
1: episodes. of And I love The Fosters too. We need to talk about that. She did like three yeah. episodes of Queen Sugar. And I think the the, the yes. thing that I love about Cheryl so much is that with all of that, I mean, she had parties with Oprah and Ava. And she is still just as accessible to all of us that she met, yeah. you know, all those years ago. And she's always been. She might be too busy to meet you face to face, but she'll still talk to you.
0: <laughs> right. She's so dope. And i know, like, I love the fact that, you know, she still has her hella independent projects like Mm -hmm. you know owls um which is fascinating we screened that as cinema it was an interesting piece um and um black is blue um that short about the black trans man and kingston Mm -hmm. faraday is like so beautiful
1: and i was in it Um, i was in black is blue i was woman i was woman on bike
0: And full disclosure, right? In full, full disclosure. I haven't like somehow I missed every screening of Black is Blue, which I spent so much time like working with Cheryl on the Kickstarter. That's what I was like. I can't believe I haven't Yeah, I like I can't believe I haven't watched this like 60 times.
2: Well,
1: ISIS, my my question is that I can recall and you know I just turned 39, I'm old. Um, (laughs) you have helped with the funding of a lot of black lesbian films. Do you still do that? Um. So because that no. is a passion I mean, of yours, like,
0: like at least not in the capacity that I did then. Because, like, at that time, I was really driving the social media arm of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it folded in really well with what I was doing on cinema, right? Driving social media to drive awareness around our screenings. Right. Um, but you know, and and you know, being very active on social media is very time consuming. <laughs> So, I don't, so now what I would do if somebody were doing like a Kickstarter campaign, I might throw in my donation, but I don't aspect of it anymore. Um, I do. I mean, like I miss it, but I'm glad I got to do it when I did it because um, it was fun.
1: Well, I I did see in your bio that you also went to the inaugural Inaugurable, I can't speak. I was like, did I write that? (laughs) Inaugural LGBTQ Tech and Innovation Summit. That was at the White House, right?
0: That was at the White House.
1: And how did you Um, end up there?
0: You know, Courtney Zelger, who did Still Black, Mm -hmm. invited a bunch of folks and invited you know me because this is a cinema. I was like, okay, um, sounds good. So went out there. Um, it was cool. It was a good experience. That's um, how that happened.
2: <laughs> You're like, yeah.
1: I don't have anything else to say about that. Okay. Yeah. I
0: mean, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen. Okay, so ISIS is currently. Yeah. A senior business development manager at Amazon's global vendor management team. In her role, she advises Amazon's largest, most strategic brands on how to grow their e commerce business globally. She leverages this expertise to help small businesses understand how to build global brands, harnessing the power of online retail. I don't know what I just read. So- <laughs> All I know is that my friend worked at Amazon and I didn't even know.
0: So Oh, oh, Carolyn, Carolyn, guess what? I work at Amazon. Really? Really? (laughs) Like,
1: I see you all the time and all I know is one day you're like, I'm going back to Seattle. Now, I did notice that it coincided with Amazon moving part of their operation back to Seattle, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Did you know Amazon
0: is headquartered in Seattle?
1: I, I'm all you know what I know about Amazon I know that I ordered this daggone uh Thunderbolt projector cord and they got here two days late that's what I know I don't know nothing else. Oh, so I'm,
0: I'm sorry I I personally apologize on behalf, on behalf of the whole 500,000 employee <laughs> company that your Thunderbolt cord came two days late that's right um, so can I, you uh,
1: can you explain <laughs> to us what it is that you do as a senior business development manager
0: Right. So, business development at Amazon is a kind of it's a quirky role. Um, business development anywhere is a quirky role. Um, but I, you know, I work with a handful of vendors um, to really think about their metrics and their business globally. Right. So, Amazon is a U.S. company. A lot of uh, a large percentage of our business, like in revenue, comes from the U.S. So then it's like, how do we grow our business internationally that by focusing um, on the growth of some of our biggest vendors? So like the people, the vendors that I work with closely now are like Nestle and Unilever and Mars and 3M. Um, and how do we execute like strategic initiatives that really have an impact? And... Um, it's very different <laughs> from Sister Cinema. <laughs> but what I like about it is that there is that very um, business-oriented, what are the metrics on um, driving impact? Okay. like, And I like the fact that a lot of it is uh, hopefully very translatable to anybody who's selling something on Amazon, which is a whole lot of people. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy to like be able to uh, like take that experience that I'm working with any lever like in the past I at Russell and under armor and helping them grow their business globally. And then buy that to somebody else who might have like a much smaller brand, but they're like, well, you know, business is good on Amazon.com in the US. But then how do I tap into the UK? Right. right. Is that a viable option? And that's what I'll be talking about at Lesbians Who Tech.
1: That was going to be my follow-up question. So, okay. So, how does, yes. you know, one thing that I have, I try and hone in on when I go to Lesbians Who Tech, you know, a lot of the workshops, some of them are specific to the, you know, the arena in tech that they focus on. But, of course, this is a, a summit that's for um LGBTQ women, Right. So when you're looking at like a something where you're talking about building global brands and growth and all of that, how can how can someone go someone who's trying to really build a brand in the LGBTQ community, which sometimes sometimes they just blow up out of the, the blue and sometimes they don't. You know, what is something that someone can learn coming to Lesbians Who Tech and to your your workshop specifically about how to grow their specifically LGBTQ brand? Does that question make I, sense? Okay.
0: <laughs> it does make sense um and i guess it's like what's the to simplify like what's the gay aspect of my uh my presentation so my <laughs> you know what's the gay view <laughs> um i and i think it's you know what i talk about is is more of a tool that people can leverage there's no like gay aspect of it per se it's not like if you have like a like a brand and it's targeted to gay people that like you might do it differently on amazon i mean the search terms might be different um amazon does have um from my own personal shopping experience a very great um sexual wellness store um but um <laughs> that <Definitely. laughs> makes you wonder.
1: I don't um, know. I'll be, I'll be honest because pretty soon we're going to have the C-Dub show after dark. And I will say that I just bought a, an awesome new harness on Amazon. Because they... The one right. thing that I have noticed that, you know, a lot of the, like you said, sexual help vendors just vend directly on Amazon in addition to their own site. It's easier to me. I'd rather order from Amazon than, than
0: their site. Right. And I mean, like, it, I, yeah. you know, done because I also... Now, now we're going off into different things. I also really love Bathland. Um <laughs> okay. Which is start off, And I like like seeing like the bright colors and like the displays and and also it's like a more curated experience, you know, like they'll have like maybe 20 vibrators with they're all like really great vibrators. Mm-hmm. Um which is awesome. And, you know, Amazon is great if you're looking for that corner thing, like I'm looking for a low price um, machine that will, has an app that will help me strengthen my kegel muscles, right? You're not going to find that at Babyland, which you probably find it. That has like a four-star rating, which you probably find that at Amazon. So I think there's a place in the world for both experiences. Wow. Um, so, yeah. I didn't really answer your question about like the gay aspect of No, but you told us how to find sex toys
1: and how can you get more gayer than that?
0: and that and
1: that is why i'm here so. <laughs> how can i sell more vibrators isis please tell me okay <laughs> why do you think that a summit like lesbians who take is important
0: no yeah, it's it's i think that intentionality is amazing i think having that that platform in that community is great and is needed um just to have a real talk moment though like sometimes and I think maybe I'm just I'm a social person, but I'm a social person in small groups like <laughs> it will literally be like four thousand women in the Castro and like just when I think about it I always I already feel start to feel overwhelmed and there's so many I mean like I'm glad that they have so many presentations because everybody gets to speak like you know, people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But it is like, it is definitely like overwhelming. Like, you know, there's 10-minute presentations. They just kind of go back to back all day, which I guess is kind of like how a TEDx conference is, but I've never been to a TEDx conference. I just watched YouTube videos. So that's um, that's, <laughs> it's a lot, but it is good to have that community and to create that space and to be able to think about that intersectionality of being a woman and queer and in tech. Um, And I think they have like queer parents meetups and Mm -hmm. queer uh, Mm -hmm. women of color meetups.
1: That was where I met Stephanie Lampkin from Blendor who I then saw at your house. And I, I remember I sat at your house for like 30 minutes. Maybe it was an hour. Just sitting next to her and I'm like why do I know her and i was like oh my goodness um, she, okay. she talked that lesbian to tech I mean for a regular degular person like myself I had no idea number one that there were so many women in tech that there were so many queer women in tech and then to go to the queer women like the queer women of color panel is always like wall to wall I had no idea that there was that many queer women especially black queer women in tech like so to me you know, that aspect of it is amazing. If if it's just to build that community and just, like, see our folks, like, doing stuff that is traditionally, like, male and white dominated, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, like, the assumption. I guess because I lived in Seattle before the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know a lot of black lesbians in tech. I actually started recording interviews of them. Are you going to have this really- me into one of them? carolyn you ain't ready for nobody relationship
1: what don't first of all do not say that on my show listeners don't yeah. listen to to
0: isis don't listen to anything the truth to the truth is real so how about this carolyn i will introduce you to somebody if you introduce me to something okay um and i would like to in full disclosure i'm bisexual or, or omnisexual so i date regardless of gender expression um That's so what I was gonna say, I'm
1: just, okay okay
0: yeah i I, I totally is make that, that different
1: up than me. pansexual
0: you know pansexual just kind of feels some kind of way to me okay. but omnisexual just sounds really dope like oh you're omnisexual it sounds very evolved
1: it does that's it you can i be honest yes when I hear the omni I just think of like back in the old days when I was watching wrestling and they're just like dude be at Vietnam, at the omni that's really all that I hear <laughs> when I hear the, the omni <laughs> <laughs> okay Isis you know first of all I think I saw your Facebook you was in London or something so I know that you be on the move so what is what is next in the immediate future for Isis <sighs>
0: Um, that's a good question. Um, or you could
1: bypass it all together and just tell me what's your what's your long term goal. You don't have to always. I mean, you from this whole interview, you've just been kind of answering the way you feel like it. So just go with work, go with your heart.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I think really right now I'm trying to figure that out. I do. I mean, for the media for the medium term, um, I. Amazon is a quirky working experience. Oddly enough, I like it. Right? I've been at other tech companies. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, whatever on this. But Amazon is a space where there's a lot of experimentation and a lot of space to like invent and reinvent yourself. Um, and as somebody who has like a different name, like everything. because I'm like, oh, this totally flows for me. Um, And there is that aspect of technology in um, everything you do. Mm -hmm. So for the medium term, I'll probably still be here. I definitely, um, in the longer term, want to find a way to create those opportunities to like really leverage e-commerce as a resource for historically disadvantaged communities. So whether that be queer or black or women or working class backgrounds or immigrants, or disable like, the whole nine, because I think that technology is our strongest tool for that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I see that, like, happening um, on Amazon, like, in terms of niche marketing, in terms of, like, and we have to get better about it, but so, yeah, um, I would love to, in the long term, be part of the team that launches Amazon, like, dot you know, so that would be Amazon Ghana or like Amazon Nigeria that would like totally make my life. And if I was part of that team and it became like a billion dollar business in five years, I could die a happy woman.
1: Well, there was one question I didn't ask, but I can still tie it into that as well. um, Your bio said that you are a serial entrepreneur. So are there any other besides, um, you know, trying to build out other, um Aries and Amazon. Is there are there any other entrepreneurial opportunities on the horizon for you?
0: Um so yeah, because before Sister Cinema I had a speed dating business and then I had a couple other businesses like last year that I kind of shuttered down. Um what are some of my longer term entrepreneurial business? That is a good question. I don't have a solid answer to that right now. Like right now, I'm just I'm I'm 300 like still experimenting at a- Amazon, trying to find um, Life Bay. And I took tell- this may be too much for your show, but <laughs> no, I'm fine. gonna be a surrogate for my gay. Oh, I'm gonna be a uh, surrogate for my gay husbands. So
1: awesome! I've met your gay husbands. They're awesome. They are. There's and, and just to let you know that there's no there's no such thing as too much on this show. This show is so ratchet. Wait till you hear this new episode of the Cash Show that's coming out Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, we yeah.
0: There's there's no, there's no such
1: thing. I'm happy I for en- you.
0: I enjoyed the episode of the Black Panther. It was very insightful and very funny.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Grant. May I ask you a question about your you and your gay husbands, or and you tell me if it's too much. So I will. Oh gosh, here we go. So when you're a surrogate, are you are like, are you guys gonna all be a family together, or or how are you guys gonna do that? I know some people like really like create a family unit with like the dads and the moms. Like, how is your family dynamic gonna look if you're willing to share that?
0: Oh yeah, of course, gladly. So I try to pitch that idea to my gay husband. It's like, oh, we could be a family. I can find a wife. We could be like four. Um, four parents and a couple kids. Uh, they
2: do not fly. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and I think mostly because um, right now they're in Seattle and I can't tell the future, but I do know that I will probably move at some point sooner rather than later. So um, yeah, so I think, so it's like, yeah, so if I move, like, does this mean I'll, I'll move with me? And I think it became a lot for them. So it'll be more of a surrogacy. Um, I will be involved in the child life more. I guess more like a super aunt. So they'll come and stay with me um, over the summer. I imagine like the child, my, you know, um, the child will stay with me, and then like my niece will come around the same time, and then we'll like travel to Africa and watch Black Panther and speak Swahili or whatever fancy black people do.
1: Mm. Hey, didn't you have a a serial entrepreneurship business where you were selling like African attire?
0: Um, I was working with. I was considering consulting with ZUVA for a second. Oh, um, which they're okay. actually doing a pop up shop in Oakland. Yeah, oh. sometime in the near future, I think maybe later this month or something. Oh. Later this month, referring to March, not later this month, referring
1: they need to come to a pop-up shop in richmond you need to you, you should connect me with them
0: oh uh, ain't nobody coming to richmond
1: no everybody's i'm telling watch i'm telling you we're gonna talk offline there's a lot of stuff that you need to know about that's coming to richmond and you gonna be like carolyn how do i get involved I'm be like uh-uh you said wasn't well, nobody coming to richmond you can't do it
0: oh I mean, uh, you, you probably i think i'm just salty because i live in seattle
1: oh probably i might be coming yeah. to seattle we'll talk about that offline one last fun thing so, we said yes. that we are going to hook each other up, right? So, we that yes. means we need to, like, make this official on the podcast, and we need to set a date or some, like, we need to set some parameters and stuff. Don't you have a date on, like, Sunday? That date was canceled. It Uh-oh. was on Saturday. Since we put my business all up on the podcast.
2: Oh, sorry. It's okay
1: because Courtney and <laughs> Courtney and B. Willis, we put my business. Like, the, so the podcast is a media sponsor at the Dinosaur, you know, this year. Listener, oh. If you haven't listened, folks, the episode that we just recorded, we're going to give all the rules for our passes that we're giving away for Dinosaur, signing up. So, and then B. Willis going to ask me, was it just an excuse for me to go hoeing in Paul Springs? I said, you don't even know me like that. To be
0: oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I mean, if he, he if he asks you that
1: question, he knows you very well. B. Willis is a she, but she don't know me.
0: Oh, she, she knows you very well.
1: Anyway, all right. So, that's what's, the question. What's the parameters? Um, what, what, so what we doing? We, we setting up each other on a date, and then we're going to come back on the show and talk about it?
0: Yeah, I can totally do that because I'm a very good matchmaker. So, but Carolyn... You have to be like 300 with me. Are you trying to like date somebody for real? or Are you just trying to hoe around?
1: You know, I made a rule for myself in 2018 that I'm not, I said, I'm not wooing anyone because, you know, I'm a wooer. I'm an Aquarius and, you know, I'm, I'm very much of a, a gentleman boy. I like to send flowers and do all this and I'm not doing all that this year. Um, I am not going to say that I would not seriously date someone, but I'm not looking to, I'm not necessarily, you know, chasing it. So I'm looking to really just be single and enjoy meeting. Cause you know, you know me, Isis, like I always got one person who I'm just like dealing with and going through drama and struggling. I don't want to do that in 2018.
0: True. Truths and facts. There is always somebody... What was the last time we hung out? It was Don't months? put all my business on the podcast. Oh, my bad. Okay, my bad. Okay. <laughs> right. You can edit that out. I'm sorry.
1: I can't edit um, that out. I'm not that good of an editor.
0: Oh, my bad. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I will... I have somebody loosely in mind Um, for you who lives in... Oh, actually, I think she lives in Richmond. I could be making that up, though. Maybe it's not Richmond. Maybe it's like Pittsburgh or something like that. I get them all confused.
1: Okay, so let's um, okay, so let's do this then. First of all, I don't know anybody in Seattle. I'm gonna have to find somebody in Seattle. That's number one.
0: No, you know what? Don't limit yourself to Seattle. So, um, because yeah, I you know I've been here for a minute, so, so you if know they're in right. Seattle, they're, yeah, I I know them. Um, so don't. don't. But, yeah, so, but Oakland is not that far away. So, definitely connections there. Um New York is kind of far, but I really love the city, and I would consider moving back there. So, Oakland is, I mean, New York is definitely an option, and Atlanta is definitely the option.
1: Okay, well, so then this is what we will do. So, in April, I'm not sure of the date yet, because we are syncing it up with another guest who's going to be on our show. We are going to have, we are going to finally, we've been threatening our audience for like three months that we're going to have a C-Dub show after dark. We're going to finally have it in April. So let's, okay. you and I make a pact to, to try and hook ourselves up with our friends and come back on the C-Dub show after dark and report back about our date, you know, love connection style. I yeah. love connection.
0: Okay. Can I be on the after dark show? I, I feel so much like, what was her name? Um... The one from the Royal Housewives that started the sex toy line. That oh, Candy? Like,
1: the, oh, the Candy Coated uh, Nights? Yes, yeah. you're totally going to be on the show. That's what we're going to come back on the C-Dub show after Dark Show, and we're going to report our findings. We're going to report what happened. I, I cannot.
0: Wait, I'm so excited.
1: It'll give me an excuse to play the Love love Connection thing.
0: Yes, be on your game.
1: Oh. Do you need to know, like, what I'm looking for? Yeah, well, we'll, you, talk about, I mean, we'll talk about that offline. We don't need to put that on the podcast. <laughs> Well, because th- I know your type. You, you think you know my type. You don't know my type.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I know your type.
1: You don't. Everybody thinks that as long as the woman wears high heels, that I'm going to love her, and that's just not true.
0: Okay? Actually, I mean, I know more than just they need to wear high heels. Uh-huh. Duh.
1: Well, we'll talk about this offline. Well, thank you, Isis, for joining me on the very first episode of the Six Degrees of C-Dub I look forward to seeing you this weekend at Lesbian to Tech. I look forward to seeing your workshop or your talk on Saturday. I would push the summit, you guys, but I just saw on Twitter a couple of hours ago, the summit is sold out.
0: Sold out.
1: But you can follow the live stream. You can follow um, the summit on Twitter. I will not only be covering for the C-Dub show, I will actually be helping the summit do their coverage from their live stream and their Twitter account. So, either way it goes, you're going to be talking to me. Yay! trying to do something fancy with myself these days i don't you know i'm trying all right well once again thank you for listening to the six degrees of c dub we will see you on the next episode bye isis
0: bye carolyn
2: The Dub Show.